0: For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com.
1: another round of 717. Uh, my name is Pat McLeod. I'm your host of this uh, podcast called Round 717. Good me days. Uh, CJ Frederick, how are
2: you doing, CJ? I'm doing well. Good to be back. Good to be situated. It's been a few weeks. We apologize to all of our massive viewers, but we're back. we got a good guest tonight. We're going to talk about some spring sports and a few other things we've been doing.
1: Yeah, uh, it's been a little busy. Uh, last uh, last week, we recorded a, a Big Ten football podcast, and, and me and my buddy, Jeff Goddard, we broke down the, the draft. We did a mock draft.
2: Oh, What's by it? the way, speaking of that, so my friends, not to cut you off there, um, but your, uh, my friends, this was one of those years with the draft that, it, it, you know, there was no – I mean, even uh, Tavon Walker was not even a consensus pick and, until, like, what, two, three days before – my friends, every year, they do a mock draft. They've been doing it for 13 years, and I got there late, so I didn't really get to be a part of it, so I'm not taking credit for it. They got 12 picks right. That's really impressive. 12. That's their new, re- that's their new record. I'm not taking credit like I did last year when we got 10 right. Um, but last year was a little easier than this year, so I want to put that out there. I don't, I don't know if you got any right. So.
1: <laughs> I got two. Now, last year, I like to stay for the record. I went seven for seven to start. And I you had ten. To... Did you get Lance last year going to the Niners? Yep. I had that. My gut was they're going to take him instead of Mac, even though all the all the smoke was Mac. I was like, I don't believe. Right,
2: you. right. You know, I mean? didn't
1: believe it. Um, so I just believed that they were going the most upside because they had Jimmy there. See, I was you... seven for seven, and I had ten last year. Now I only hit two. What killed me was stupid first two picks.
2: I know that, that threw that you mock- off right away. Well, I, I,
1: I, well, if I would have waited a day or two to do the mock. I would have had, I would have had four because I would have had the first two right. Because, but I, I had to turn it in early because we had to get the lady to get it out, pumping. So yeah, that kind of hurt me. So, but it's all right. We had fun. It was fun. My friends from home will totally blasted me and made fun <laughs> of me for my mock. I said, guys, it's 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 like it's fun. Like it's like a lot of these guys don't get a lot right, you know. And I'm not plugged in. I'm not like Dwayne Dame, uh, uh, Dame like calling or Mel Kiper. I'm not calling F.O., guys. I'm just going off what I read and saw and heard. So It was, yeah, just, it was fun. It was all fun. I love the NFL draft. I watched the first round. My buddy and I get together every year. We've got together for 14 last 15 years. The only year we didn't was COVID, and then we did it on Zoom. Um, we've gone to the Philadelphia draft, went to the draft when it was Philly. We went to the draft when it was the greatest city ever in Cleveland last year. So I, I'm a draft guy. I love the NFL draft. So much, so I had a great time. I watched the first round, I watched the second and third round, and I didn't really watch the third day. We were Dutch Wonderland doing stuff, but uh with our kids. But uh, it was a good time. I love the draft. do You like the Eagles draft?
2: Yes and no. Yeah, I mean, I, I love. Yeah, I, I, knew, I had a feeling Jordan Davis was going to be there. They want to replace Fletcher Cox, so as long as the dude's in shape, I mean, they, they, they might have their next Fletcher Cox for the next ten years. Well, I like that pick. I love the AJ Brown trade. I think. You know, I think they got a steal for that considering what everybody else in the round league has given up for receivers. Yeah, they had to pay him, but they didn't pay anybody this offseason except for Reddick. So I was, you know, more, the more weapons for Hertz's prove it year, the better. Um, I didn't like their second round pick on Cam Juergens, the big time center on Nebraska. Not that he's a nice player and he's going to be Kelsey's replacement, but they're a team that, you know, they, 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 they run, they have so many needs except on the O-line, even their depth is probably the best in the NFL they and they and uh take a pick that early on line, and I wasn't thrilled with I get it they want to you know replace Kelsey but nobody knows like even Kelsey doesn't even know if he's going to retire after next year people Well they think he could slide the
1: guard room. though too.
2: What's that? This guy could slide the guard. But they have two guards. They have Landon Dickerson who's going to be an all-pro. Um they have Sumalo coming back. They have who am I missing here?
1: Well, like, uh, let me go back to the first round. You know, I think Jordan Davis is a little overrated. Like, people were hyping him like crazy, but I think it's a good pick. Uh, it, the question is, can he rush the passer? Because he only played twenty five percent of downs last right. year, and and if he's only a first second down player, it might be worth it. It might not be. I'm not sure. Now the other one, like, so AJ Brown, I love the trade if he's healthy. If he plays 15 games next year because they play 17, he plays 15. It's well worth it to pick.
2: You think about AJ Brown too. What I love so much about is yeah, he's awesome and he's only 24 um but he's also playing in that run heavy offense and you know it's it's shame on the Titans for I get it, you know, they had a good thing going but they're clearly it seems to me waving the white flag right now cuz teams are going to figure out you know okay, Derrick Henry's a a beast, you, you can't run run the ball thirty times a game. You're going to have to force Ryan Tannehill to win games, and they we saw what happened in the playoffs. And they've given I, him I, a ton of money too.
1: Well, I disagree with the, the white flag thing, though. They basically got a younger version now. That's he's what not they think,
2: but they don't, I mean, like, yeah, again, that that's that's their mindset, and they're not thinking white flag. Um, But you know, you never know. I like Traylon Burks a lot. We don't know anything about him. like any of these picks, like any year. whereas AJ? Well, I agree, ball, but I'm saying like, we've
1: seen rookies come in. Seen Devonte Smith come in. We've seen uh, Chase come in. We've seen Jefferson come in. We've seen C.D. Lamb. These receivers come in right away. I I think Tennessee's still a good, talented team. I think that, that they didn't they couldn't get a, a fair price for him, so they traded it and they got a younger. They didn't have any price. money to give him. Well, I mean, I think that they were negotiating and then they decided to move on. Now, you know, I don't know if I necessarily agree with moving on, but I'm saying like I think that, the, uh, like. I like Traylon Burks. I think Burks is a, is a baller. I love all these receivers. Uh, you know, I'm a coach, I would have
2: loved having Burks. You know, I, I he was one of my favorites of this deep wide receiver class, including your guys from Ohio State and Dotson. He was, he was right up there. Um, but I'm all, in terms of an Eagles perspective, I'm all all for it. You know, a young I think guy. it's a
1: good deal. I just, you know, he's got to stay healthy. Because last two years he's not been, he's missed a bunch of games. And he, last year, I mean, 2020 played good bit though. He had over a thousand yards receiving. I know, but I think he's uh look it up for you. You know, like so how many games did he play? Because he I think he missed a bunch last year. Didn't he miss a bunch? Last year he missed about four or
2: five, I would say, and he still put up really good numbers. Okay, last year he
1: missed. That. He he played in so 17 games, he played 13 year before 16 he played 14 so yeah you know y- you want a little more and, and a little more consistency now you know <laughs> that's the, pretty consistent for the i'm saying like level of play. You're paying him that much money he still missed four games last year
2: so guys guys miss game it's a long season i mean he still put up in a run heavy offense ridiculous numbers
1: i think he's going to run heavy offense that's the only way you're going to win with hurts
2: yeah but a, <laughs> i mean yeah, i mean you know, you saw Tannehill throw up all over himself in the playoffs. Not saying Jalen Hurts hasn't, but from their standpoint, you know, why get? I mean, I, I get it, you know, get a prove it guy, go put Devontae Smith on the other side, put Quez Watkins in the slot. I'm the just club. saying,
1: look, all I'm saying is, is I think it's a good trade. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, I understand why. I honestly see why both teams did it. Yeah, no, I Yeah. You know, I, I get it. Too. I, mean, like, I get by why, uh, why by both teams. Look, I'm not the biggest Tannehill fan, but I also think, like,
2: you he know, he was awful in that playoff game, dude.
1: He was, but like, what are you gonna do? They like, have
2: they've hit their ceiling. That's what I mean. I mean, he, he, they're not. He, he coming... led
1: them to a number one seed. I mean, he like people. What do you want to do? You you know, not everybody can. In a playoff game,
2: beat the beat the Bengals at home, not throw crucial interceptions. That's what you want him to do.
1: Okay, here you go. Oh, I got it right here. Wow, look at this stat. I got the stat for you. The Titans led the league in rushing attempts. 551. Do you know who number two was?
2: Philadelphia. Your
1: Philadelphia Eagles at 550. So they're like yeah, identical no. run team. So there you go. Still, like
2: you yeah. Know. But we still had, a, I mean, we had Devontae Smith had set the, the Eagles rookie receiving record, which was held by Deshaun Jackson. It's a pretty good company. They still did a lot of good things. And their Eagles, in my mind, the Eagles are making the playoffs last year was a blessing. That it was year one of their. Yeah, rebuild, but like, I'm they just did saying, a great job.
1: like, like you know, Ryan Tannehill isn't that, I mean, he's probably better than Jalen Hurts right now. I know Jalen Hurts still got a lot to prove, but he's a, you know, he let him know a number one seed. It's not like he's right, like right, right. A But a bum. That's all I'm saying.
2: And like,
1: the, and, and that was a great. You pick. They got, well, your,
2: well, you're a prolific wide receiver because you gave Tannehill all that money and your prolific wide receiver helped you, you know, a lot with that, you know, getting, getting all those great numbers that they had. Obviously Derek Henry's a major part of that too, but then you, you're, you're, you're going off of hope of replacing him with a, unproven rookie now I, I get it they didn't want to pay him they've already paid a lot of money to Henry and Tannehill but they I wouldn't be surprised they take a step back and you hear Malik Willis's name be called for the starting job there
1: uh, yeah production. they don't run with Tannehill though Willis next year man he's gonna sit he needs to sit he needs to sit and learn he he's not even close to ready he's not even close to ready you know the kids gotta learn
2: well you never know we don't know about any of these guys yet I think Aiden Hutchinson is the best player in the draft. We don't even know about him
1: yet. Okay. I mean, All right, let's get into some high school sports. You want to do that? Yep. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, well, while we were on here, it just broke that the PIWA steering committee votes down a shot clock in basketball. Our fearless leader Brandon Way would not be happy with that. Once <laughs> it, but uh, but I think that you know it makes a lot of sense. You know, I understand uh, what I was just reading uh, was it's fifty fifty. So 50% of people thought it was uh, – 50% of schools liked it. 50% of the schools did not like it. People were worried about the cost, I think. Um, and so, you know, I thought there was a movement for it. But, yeah, the steering community voted it down. So what do you think of that?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed, to be honest with you. I covered about – I want to say about 30 games this past season for the LL League. And uh, I saw a lot of good basketball. I, I mean, the consensus is, you know, not just – myself watching it but there was there's a lot of like long unnecessary possessions right now and I you know think talking with the guys from ll hoops talking with the guys from uh, lnP even on like I mean if we had Logan and Colin our student writers on they would be they're up in arms about it I can tell you that right now I mean a lot of young, younger I would say the younger version wants the shot clock but I get I you know I heard you know like what you were saying though it is a cost measure that some schools to be honest, may not have the money for the resources for right now, because um, this gets approved, it's going to every high school. These the shot clocks are going to have to be installed at every high school in the state, and that's you know going to that could be a you know a factor. A cost is a factor, and you know I'd like to see them move forward and maybe come up with a vote next year, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean I think you know I I was debating with Brandon about this at lunch the other day, and I said, look, I understand novel idea. I just think you look across the PIWA way there's so many big and small schools, like, you know, look at our area, like a Hempfield or a township can very easily afford it. But you know, you get to the, you know, if you look at like Columbia, you know, right down the road, they've had budget crises that, you know, you know, you I mean look at Elizabeth pre- Town. They almost cut half their program, you know? Elizabeth Town, right. And like like I know from coaching football that, you know, what schools pay and like what Hempfield pays, Hempfield probably pays triple. Their assistance in football than Columbia does, and so you're talking. There's financial prices there. You, you you're out of E-Town. so I get it. that's really expensive to ask. So now you got to have it. You got to operate it. You got to do it for boys and girls basketball. You know, like I just think it's, it's it's. I do. I think it would make the game better, probably, but there's just so many costs. I can you tell be- you,
2: watching the th- thirty-plus games this past year, I can generally say yes, it would. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm curious, is this a vote they have every year or is this the first time they've done it? Because if it's the first time they've done it, then I'm encouraged that it's actually up for discussion. That gives me hope for next year. But if they do this every year and just say no. you know.
1: That's what I don't know. I, I never really heard about it. I, you know, I grew up in Ohio. And we never had a shot clock either. There's only a few yeah, states to do it. That right. Right. You know, you said- it, it says right now, uh, here's the states to do it. Um, there are 14 states, California, Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Montana, New York, North Dakota, Riot, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Utah, and Washington. So 14 states. Um, go ahead.
2: If, if, I mean, like I said, if it's just, if, if the vote came up for the first time this year, then at least the discussion is happening and I think it would help the level of play, but who knows?
1: Yeah. Okay. So it said, um, you know, I'm um, reading the YDR. Give them credit for the article. Many Y-A-I-A-A basketball coaches agree the shot clock will improve the aesthetic uh, of high school basketball, speeding up the game. Um, won't be – speeding up the game sequences. As teams won't be able to nurse the lead by holding the ball or passing around for prolonged stretches. But even coaches' knowledge are hurdles to consider. So yeah. it says, it, you know, issues are adding a shot clock, which is restarted every possession there's a foul, would rather complicate things, you know. So, like, then you got to worry about the technology. Um, oh, here you go. Troy Sowers, my guy at Spring Grove, former girls coach. I really like the concept of Shotcock, but there's, there's some, some – uh, there are some cons that throw a monkey wrench in things. You got to need a human, human to reset it. There's going to be a debate of whether a shot leaves the player's hand. You're talking five to seven more judgment calls by a referee a game.
2: Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty well said, too. That's another discussion. Wow. I'm sure I'm having. Here
1: you go. Earlier this winter, a, a shot clock that we mounted on top of a scoreboard controlled with the school's current school board. says it will cost about $2,000. A brand-new scoreboard can cost upwards of $10,000. So, yeah, it's not, not cheap.
2: Right. Yeah, I wondered. I mean, I, I would hear it every game from different writers, from different websites, shot clock, shot clock, anybody. Please add the shot clock. Um, and I thought to that myself. Okay, yep. Yeah, I think it would improve the level of play, but at the same time, it's going to cost money. Eh?
1: So we'll see what happens with that. Well, it's, it. you know, there'll probably be more debate. There'll be more stuff going on about it. Um, okay, so they said in three years, they're looking to implement it. But it went no. No, in three, so...
2: All right, I'll read think?
1: it to you. Let me read it. The PIWA Steering Committee voted Tuesday against against adding a shot clock. Basketball in three seasons. Um, the Steering Committee's vote is only a recommendation to the Board of Directors. March said the board does not currently have a strong desire to revisit the topic. Now that the Steering Committee has voted against it. Okay. The PIWA Basketball Steering Committee is represented by every district in the PIWA and is in charge of beginning any discussions or rule changes. So there you go. So. Sounds like it's dead in the water now. So when you go, if you ever see these basketball coaches say suck it up, buttercup, there is no shot clock coming.
2: <laughs> I'm a football guy. I, I had fun covering basketball. I'll, I'll be sure to pass that along though. To all the coaches I met.
1: Okay, here we go. Uh, you know, I dropped in there, but yeah, we, I'm real excited with Joden Nelson coming on York High. He's a offensive defense alignment. He's going to be jumping on. Um, and, you know, in a few minutes. So we're real excited about that before we do that popular segment called traveling with CJ. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. So my traveling has
1: been extensive. To
2: yeah. So I ha- I have officially moved to Virginia. I still will be part of the 717, especially for uh summer and the fall. Um so that's you know been the extent of my traveling. Now I have had time to-, to cover a few games. I went out to McCaskey's uh first home game earlier this year and then the night game against Cedar Crest and the freezing cold on a, on a Friday night. I'm still regretting that decision. And, and McCaskey McCaskey's going through a rebuild. We talked with coach Vega. He did a nice, he did a nice job with our interview. He's taken over for um, coach Horst, who really did a pretty exceptional job there. And hey, wait, wait, the, that's my guy. Uh, yeah, no, he did. He I, he did an exceptional job there. And Shout out
1: to Tyler Horst did a nice job there. Now he's moved on. Uh, he's an assistant at Ephrata.
2: Well, So he left, uh, Coach Vega with the cupboard bear right now. They were, they're, they're really struggling. They've only, you know, I have their standings up right now. They they have one, they're one and 11 overall. Now, LL baseball is really good. There's a lot of good competition at each level effort. you know, they're, they're, they're one of the top dogs. As I'm sure your boy coach horse could tell you they're 12 and four overall. Number one, in section two, um, LS is eight, Eight and one, or six and one, seven and seven over, overall in section two. They're actually in second place. Um, our guy Logan, you know, he, he's, he plays on that team. Uh, section one is really good baseball. Warwick is actually at the top of the standings for the first time in a long time. They're 11 and two, five and one in the section. Manheim Township, they're once again really strong, 14 and three overall. Penn Manor, they got a stud pitcher in Hunter Sippel. He's where is he going again? Oh, I I know he's got a. I just had it up. We're, I forget where he's going, but they're are eleven and five, five and two in the section. Um, Hemfield's ten and five overall, four and three in the section. All those teams, you know, have a really good shot of making districts. I'm not sure quite sure how the district playoffs work out for for baseball. I'm not sure how many teams make it each section, but overall, it's really really good baseball.
1: I would say. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, let's
2: yeah, go ahead. And more traveling. Stuff. I mean, so I also covered I was able to catch uh my good it, friend Connor Rowe. He's the head coach at uh Penn Manor, his first year head coach there. And they're he's having a nice season. Um, I got to cover them when they played uh Conestoga Valley at home. LaCrosse? Uh, yes, yes, lacrosse. And Connor did a great job with our interview. Um, we're gonna I'm gonna talk to him after this too about coming on next week and to get your message. I I know he's all about the site. Um, he's doing a great job there. They're they're going to make a good run of districts. I mean, Hempfield and Township and Section 1 are overall the top dogs. Uh, of course, Lampeter-Strasburg, what a year they're having, dude. They're Not only do they have great fall and sp- spring seasons, but they're also having or fall and winter seasons, but their lacrosse team right now, last I checked, they are 13-1 overall, 9-0 and in Section 2. Now, they haven't played Hempfield and Manheim Township yet, um, but LS, what a what a class this is! They're they're good in everything.
1: Yeah, they are. They like they're just they're just like a perfect mix, I think, out there. And they're just they just been dominating people.
2: Oh, yeah, they really are. They're
1: they're. I had my buddy. I had a friend of McCaskey whose daughter went through. He's like Patrick. This is the tip of the iceberg. Iceberg, I'm telling you. It's like every year they're coming through. Um, yeah, I saw this with Warwick football a little bit. Uh, Warwick football, you know, when they had those brothers, um, blank on their names, and like they, you know, it was like Warwick football was down forever. And then they had two or three really good classes, and you get a couple classes to come through, and then oh, the the Ruchis, the Ruchis, and then like you get a couple classes to come through, and then like they get more kids to come out, more kids to participate. You know, these schools, there's so much hidden talent. You know, that 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 you know, if you're not, if you're like a Man, I'm Central, they always they always maximize their talent. They always do. And, you know, it's like, you know, there is so much talent in all these schools. And if like you get the right coach at the right time in any sport, you can be, you can be successful, you know? And like there's so many times, you know, I've been at schools and worked where they just wasn't successful because the coach wasn't bought in or you couldn't get the players out, or just a million reasons. But it can happen. I and mean, we've seen it in the last year, right? We've seen Columbia turn around. You, know, you see LS dominating everything. And, you know, and 10 years ago, they weren't dominating everything. Now they're dominating everything.
2: And they're dominating. And they have, and we've talked about it here before, LS. If you drive ever drive through Willow Street, you'll see a lot of kids outside playing, whether it's lacrosse, playing pickup basketball, throwing the football around, kicking the soccer ball around. You, I, I promise you, if you drive out – Wall Street right now, even at dark, you'll, you'll see kids. They have a lot of participation throughout the school and all their sports. Um, now, I mean, it's, it's kind of unbelievable how they're, you know, the top dog in every sport right now. I mean, even baseball, they're, they're competing track. They're competing. There's not like I have to go through everything to find a sport. They have a losing record. And that's kind of unbelievable. It's not just senior classes. I know their football team had a great senior class, but they're still going to be good next year. And I mean, I have no doubts about that with all the they got some studs coming back.
1: Yeah. So you know, and so like they're consistently good. How's Columbia baseball doing? Let's
2: check that. I, I when I I'll get into this Millersville game. I the spring, the black and gold game I went to. Uh because I talked to Robert Footman, my guy, beforehand. I asked him, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't uh very receptive about it. Normally he's a cheery, you know, happy. Fun guy to talk to, and we had a great time. It was great catching up with them, and he's excited about getting into Millersville and competing. And they're excited to have him. I asked, you know, I did ask him how baseball is going. And he just, eh, it is what it is. They are one and six overall, zero over four in Section Four. Uh, Lancaster Catholics actually in first place in Section Four. They're having a great year. They're always
1: good. They're, they're one of the best of the state. Sometimes,
2: yeah, they, they got they they look like look like that this year. Man, I'm Central is undefeated. they' they got. They got a powerhouse team or seven and zero in the section 14 and one. Wait, at least four. McCaskey
1: won a game. Who McCaskey beat?
2: Solanco, oh, they must be
1: really bad. Solanco is one and 12 overall. Wow, look at 11 and Owen and six in the league, two and eight. Jeez, man, yeah, yeah. Central. yeah they're dominating. Awesome. Elko, Elko's down, Links are midnight down in baseball. Leagues, Cat, Links, Catholic's got... usually really good. I mean, they just, you know. L.L. <L. L. S>. baseball L. 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 Is, is really
2: good baseball. They send the, the LL sends kids throughout um, throughout the state and sometimes outside of the state. It's really good baseball.
1: Well, here's the other thing about L, L. baseball is like a lot of those kids play year round. Like they won't play football, they won't play basketball. Now, some do, but a lot of them will play baseball. They'll play fall ball. They'll go out and play fall ball in the league. And these kids are just so ahead of the curve because they play so much.
2: Yeah, no, it makes sense. I see. I do see a lot of f- football kids playing baseball too, especially Cedar Crest had a couple of football guys on there. Um yeah, it's really good baseball. I was I, I did you know that only like two or three school McCaskey, Efreda, and that might be it in the LL have lights. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, it's but it blew my mind. I mean McCaskey, I, I had it, I mean they're you know, for as cold as that game was and it was a blowout pretty early on, I thought it was a really nice setup and you know I, I don't know if they have the like other, other schools want to put in the resources to put up lights or I'm just curious about that.
1: No, they, they, you know, it makes sense. You just play all your games at four. By the time, you know, April hits, you're good. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Um, And you now we, we had a couple of interviews. We had a, a nice interview with Noah Roar. He's a stud linebacker um, for Donegal. Uh, Donegal, man, they, in terms of this, we didn't really talk about it much when we talked about the Berks County merger they kind of got the short end of the stick. I mean, they got a lot of kids coming back, and they, they should be pretty good, but they're in that uh, section four with YO missing, LS. I'm missing some names now. I know you had it originally. Um, but Noah Ward, you know, and, and talking with them, they're, they're not going to back down from anybody. So that was a great interview. Um, so, but, yeah, they kind of got the short end of the stick on that. Just one didn't really point that out last time who, we talked about it. Who are you talking about? Donegal.
1: Yeah, it just it they did it by by your um your size. And so it just it really depends on who you who you're in. Right. So like there's some people that you know get got the shirt and the stick. Okay. Jordan is joining us. Jordan Nelson. let's give him a second. Don't get the clap yet. The, the CJ clap. I don't know what CJ's doing. He, he doesn't have his feelers leader on here. So you he, he might be playing. there he is.
2: Jordan, <laughs> how
1: you doing, buddy? What's up, Good, man? How are you? Good. You're doing well. So um, all right, Thanks. let's get started on it. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, we yeah, really for... appreciate you coming on. Um, let me start here. Uh Jordan, can you talk about like how did it feel in the last couple of years? You know, York High prior to the last couple of years have been down. Um, how did it feel to, you know, turn York High back into a winning program?
0: I felt good, honestly. And the, the biggest part about it was it wasn't, like, a, a overnight thing. Like, we saw it happen. Like, we've watched it grow and grow and grow. And every year we set an expectation for ourselves. And we really stand on that. Like, it's not to the point where we're satisfied. We're never satisfied. We're always looking to be better. And, like, I think that's what paid, uh, helped us grow to the extent that we've grown. Because even if we accomplish something Big. We celebrate that night, but then the next day, we're right back to work and trying to accomplish the next goal.
1: Okay, All right. can you talk about um, the impact of was it AFL? Is that what he calls it, Coach Son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is AFL? I always hear about it. People tell me about it, but you tell me what AFL is.
0: So uh, AFL stands for Accountability for Life. It's basically a program that's set in a place to teach you life skills how to communicate with people, how to do stuff like this. Uh, it takes, it pays for like uh, camps for us. It pays for recruiting visits. It they it, it gives us food. The building now is huge. I mean, that AFL is the reason we have the building where we have turf. We have a full entire weight room, a full kitchen. AFL it just teaches you basic life skills and honestly, just how to be a good dude.
2: That's awesome, Joden. And so and I think I asked you this on, I, I'm, I was messaging you during Twitter when you originally had uh, dec- decommitted from UConn and were going to Towson. Are you enrolled there now or are you enrolled there in the summer? I can't remember. Uh, I enrolled this summer. So I, my report date is July 6th. So from
0: okay. July 1, I'll be a Towson Tiger. That's awesome, man. Congrats on that, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Right. And Thank we you, you go ahead, Patrick.
1: Yeah. So can you talk about that process? I know you originally committed to UConn and there was a coaching change and everything. Mm -hmm. um like you talk us like like how stressful that was you you originally going to go to UConn and then you end up going to Towson which is a little closer your family might like that a little better can you just talk about the whole process of recruiting
0: yeah for sure so uh the process at at first it definitely was stressful because I was hearing some things behind the scenes that maybe coach Edsel was gonna uh have to retire and I mean, I kind of like the recruits kind of had a, a heads up about it because obviously they weren't going like, to throw it, throw it on us. Like uh, his son, Coach Corey, actually FaceTimed all the recruits like I think it was three or four days prior to the announcement and gave us a heads up. What was going on and told us like he's going to be out of there because he he feels it's time to retire. So. So we all kind of like knew and we like, all the recruits were like texting back and forth there's there was a couple guys that stayed committed the whole entire time wow and, but uh one but one of the guys that I'm actually playing in the uh, big 33 with uh Nathan Voorhees, he me and him decommitted the same time we committed around the same time decommitted around the same time that he's actually committed back because he went up on official business with coach Moore and said that Yukon's actually uh really changing around but after when I decommitted my recruitment Opened up and Towson was talking to me a little bit before I committed to UConn, but obviously just to just out of respect, they didn't talk to me while I was committed. And after I uh, decommitted, I knew like I loved Towson, so I reached out and I was like, "Hey, coach, like, how like how, how have you been?" We hopped on a phone call and he was like, "Look, like, we're gonna ex- extend an offer to." You. I was super excited. I went down there like four or five times, and uh I kind of knew, like, all in the process that I was probably going to land at Towson. I was just, like, sticking. Like, after I decommitted, I knew that I was most likely going to land at Towson. I was just going on visits and, like, making sure that was the right decision for me. But I'm pretty sure the coaches down at Towson knew that I was, I was locked in for, like, at least two months before I made the decision.
2: Because you had a lot of offers, man. We saw all your postings and you know, well-deserved, obviously. You were yeah. cog in the middle there for York, but you had a lot of offers, dude.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was that was just, that was a real experience because, like, I mean, I grew up like dreaming about that, and for it all to come full circle and have nineteen offers, I mean, it's just a real dream
2: come true. Did Coach did, Mora did, tried to get you I back? I was gonna off? ask
1: you. Did Coach Mora, you know, <laughs> got you know, Coach UCLA, Coach name, NFL? Did he try to track you down and get you up there for a visit?
0: Yeah, he did. Uh, he uh, he he DM'd me and then uh, texted my number. We talked a few times. Uh, he definitely did try to get me back up there, but like, I mean it was, it was perfect timing. I'm more than happy at, at Towson. Like I, looking back on the process, Towson is the place that I, that my future is best set at. Uh, I think, well, I, sorry, I don't think I know for a fact that the things that I'm going to be able to do at Towson with the, with the coaching staff we have there, with the players we have, the coaching staff knows, knows what they're doing, uh, Last year might not have been the best season, but I can promise you that with the coaching staff and with the guys we have coming in, that Towson is going to be a whole new program soon. Like, it's – I'm looking back on I'm glad that it all happened the way it did, that I'd be committed from UConn, and now with Towson
2: Tiger, I couldn't be more happy. We're uh, – now, have they talked to you – are you going to play center for them? Are you going to play the line? What are you planning on playing? So, uh, Coach uh,
0: Stadler, which is offensive line coach, he uh, like, he calls us Swiss – Army knives. So he recruits offensive linemen that he knows can play all five positions. So uh, he says well, I could I could be plugged in at tackle guard or center, but right now it's definitely looking like I'm going to be more of a interior guy for him.
2: That's great, well deserved, man. I mean, you were a big, big. Uh, you're going to be a big loss. And my next question, I guess, be for you know for your alma mater, York. They got a lot of talent coming back, but they do lose you up, and you're the man in the middle, man. How big of a loss <laughs> is that? Yeah, I mean.
0: I think the boys are definitely gonna be able to make a run for it uh I definitely do I mean they have Jaheen coming back Sam coming back uh we have Maj coming back our corner we have a bunch coming back and we also have some guys that nobody has has really seen yet on on the field which I think are gonna be big impact dudes okay okay I was
2: curious about that because I knew you were you you were you and Sam got uh, in that that York, Dallas Town game. You guys were the ones that got uh, Florida to talk to me. That was that yeah. was you, was <laughs> yeah. I really, I really appreciated that, man. I just wanted to say that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, that's my guy. Uh, ever since I got to York High, me and uh, me and Florida have grown like really, really close. I mean, it was at, at at first, it was obviously hard for me because I didn't know who to trust, and also right. I was just a new kid on the team. He didn't really know who to, if I, he could trust me, but. Within like a week, me and him clicked, and ever since then we've just been like close. We we text every single day. Before we'd even post our offers, we text each other, tell each other we got an offer. Me and him have grown really close. I'm excited to see what he'll do his senior season. I'm excited for him to break some uh some records.
2: That's great, so,
1: man. So when you were going through the whole recruiting process, what was your family's advice? Just take your time, figure it out. Like, or was anybody like, "Hey, go to Towson; it's a little closer, right?" I mean, you kind of <laughs> would have been a lot of driving for your family, right, to come see you play.
0: Yeah. So um, during the recruiting process, my, my family really didn't like, they didn't want to push me to any decision. Like if I'd be like, what do you think about this school? Like they give their opinion. They'd be like, well, it's nice. Like, but they wouldn't, they didn't want to say anything that I, that they thought would influence my decision. So they kind of let me have like full reign. Like they did do a lot of driving though. I remember we went to Buffalo. We went, went to Yukon, uh, obviously we went to James Madison. We went to a bunch of places and, I mean, like, they knew that they might have had a chance at doing a lot of the driving. Like, I mean, we t- talked about it stuff like that. And I, I mean, I know that they would have came and seen me wherever I wherever I was. But it's I mean, it's definitely easier on them now to drive 45 minutes for home games compared to five and a half hours. Yeah. But it there was really no point where my parents were like, all right, like, what about this school? They kind of just let me have free free reign with it. Like, I, if I wanted to tell them I wanted to go visit, when I wanted to go my Buffalo visit, they are like, all right, let's 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 schedule it. Same with when I wanted to go on my UConn visits, they we would go. Like, it were, they were just basically – they just wanted me to be happy. They didn't care how far they had to drive or how long of a distance it was on a plane. Their end goal was just for They wanted me to go wherever that they knew I'd be the happiest.
1: Are are you, you got a major?
0: Yeah, so um, I'm actually going to be majoring in business. Oh, good for you.
1: More kid. Good. More kid. Make that money.
2: Now, uh, are you practicing for Big 33? How's the practicing going for that right now? So uh,
0: we had practice about three weeks ago, and then uh, I believe it's down to like three weeks. I believe it's like 21 days, then we're back up there practicing the week leading up to the game. So for practice in State College, it was... It was it was pretty crazy. State college high
1: school has a crazy uh stadium there. They do. It's it's down in a lower bowl. You've been out, ever been there, CJ? It's if it, their stadiums like in a lower bowl. Um and then they just they just redid the whole stadium. Yeah um uh, and they remodeled it and it's it's beautiful I've been I've been told.
0: Yeah it's it's it, it's crazy. Like when you're down inside of it, and you look up, you can see a
2: bunch of like art murals and stuff like that. They have like three or four guest locker rooms. It's crazy. And what's the level of competition? Been like, is there a lot of trash talking? A lot of a lot of dirty dirty play or anything going on? I mean, I mean, nah, there's no uh, dirty play. There's,
0: I mean, I it's definitely. I love get ready
1: to be Maryland. I love, I to be Maryland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely in, in, intense. Like we we know that we're trying to beat Maryland but there's really no like rough play going on or anything like that it's, it's it's actually crazy i mean we practiced for 2 days we had 4 practices we spent 48 hours with each other and we've grown together like so fast and it's it's crazy how fast we can start our defense and start our offense how everything has just come together so fast i mean those guys i mean i literally there's i mean this is the best kids in in pa that i'm that i'm playing with so to be on on that team, it's just a true uh, honor. Like those, it's just crazy to um, see how some of them go about their work and how skilled people really are. Because being in York County, you like you know what teams are going to have the guys, and like you know the weeks where you can say, "All right, like we have this team." The we, we know what the D line looks like. They're not so good, but I mean. Every, everybody's there good everybody there's ranked everybody there has offers like and in maryland it's the same thing we're going to be going guys due to her ranked and due to the offers. so it's crazy to see like how how good like it's crazy to see firsthand how good pennsylvania football really is because we're in your county and your county is good for football mm-hmm. but the teams in philly and in pittsburgh they have
2: guys for sure yeah it's you're 100 right. I mean, Pennsylvania football, high school football, is outstanding, and, and Maryland too. They're they're producing. They're sending kids throughout the throughout the country every year too. That's it. it should I'm excited for the game. I'm happy you're in it, and there's a lot of local guys in it. Um, but it should be. I expect high level of play. I expect a, a victory too. Obviously, being a PA. Oh guy. yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, yeah. That's the it, goal. I beat Maryland. We broke out on beat Maryland every every single yes. After uh, the fact. That's the goal. It's definitely cool to be able to play with uh, with Carter, Trey, and uh, Trent from, from Central too. So I was always yeah. playing against them, and being on a on a team with team with them now, it's uh pretty cool.
1: So so. Is there anybody...
0: Go ahead, right. Patrick.
1: So when you got the call to Big Thirty Three, was that just like tell us that feeling? Like, was that like unreal? To because you know, it's it's not. There's a lot of great kids that get to play in the East West games. You know, like like I, I seen some kids that could play in the east west games that maybe could have played the Big Dirty Day, they just didn't make the cut. So mm-hmm. it's a special honor to make it there.
0: Yeah, f- yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely a spe- special honor. It was a, it was definitely a surreal feeling. Coach owner called me and he was like, Well, I have some news. And usually when I got that call, it was about recruiting. So I was like, I mean, I I, I didn't really know what to think because my recruiting process is obviously over and I'm 100 percent locked in. So and I and I was like, What's up, coach? And he was like, well, he was like, he made the Big 33 team. And we, and I was just like, like literally, I was like speechless for a couple of seconds. I was like, wow, like that's, that's a, for, a pen, for a Pennsylvania a student athlete that plays football, that's the game that he wants to play in growing up. Like you see the kids go into it and you're like, wow, like that's, that's our Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So to be able to play in that game and go against uh, Maryland, it's definitely a crazy feeling. Like I was at a loss for words for sure.
2: Yeah, that's great. Go ahead, CJ. No. um. So I know there's a lot of la- last question about this. There's some, a good amount of Langster kids. Are you get um, any trash talking from them or like like in terms of Langster compared to York football at all. I was just curious about that. Cause I, I work in York.
0: Um, yeah.
2: So I, I hear that a lot. So I was just curious. If you're hearing that at all. Um, I want to. I, I really want to say it's trash talk. I mean, me,
0: me, uh, Anthony Ivey mm. and uh, Mario Easterly. We're uh, we're talking a little bit of uh, smack, just just joking around with each other. I mean, I, obviously, uh, we could have seen Anthony Ivy in the in the playoffs. So Close to, yes. So uh, I mean, we really didn't trash talk. It was uh, like the second or third practice. I mean, actually, it, it was the third or fourth one because it was the second day, and like we were kind of just like just messing around, and then and then Mario was like would have been crazy if we could have played you and then uh anthony was like oh where you go and and he's like he's like wait you're you're, you're high right and i was like yeah he was like oh man and we just started laughing so like <laughs> like it's not really trash talk it's it's more like just like jokes because i mean i mean like it's to the point where like we've, we've all seen each other or on like the or on path to see each other at some point so like we kind of know already like so it's 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 really not trash talk it's it's more just like humor, you know
2: what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's. I was just curious about it. I work for a furniture manufacturing company in York and have a bunch of Central York alum, and they always talk about that rivalry. I wish they would bring back the War of the Roses. I don't know if they ever will, but that was a – I don't know if you ever remember that game. It was on the day of Thanksgiving, Lancaster versus York. That was a fun game too, so I was just curious yeah. about that. Yeah, that would be crazy. I mean, I mean, I think they should bring it back. I mean,
0: I'm on board. I mean well, – There we go. Like, we'll start a campaign. Like, Oh yeah, for sure. I, like their- <laughs> I mean, York does as well. So, I mean, why not bring it back? It'll be a
2: good game. Absolutely. I agree. I agree.
1: All right, Jordan, thank you so much for coming in and we wish you the best. Uh, CJ and I will both be there. Um, we'll be both there writing stories for the big 33. So we'll be up there all weekend, um, you know, up there. So I might be on the the, the call for the, the online version. So I'll make sure to mention, give you a shout out there. So. You take care, and good luck with everything. Good luck at the Big 33, and good luck down in uh, Towson.
2: And congrats again, buddy. All well-deserved, and all the best to you at Towson. We all know you're going to do great, and we're pulling for you, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Go Tigers. <laughs> Beat Maryland. Yes, sir. <laughs> Have a good one, buddy. Yeah, you too. See ya. Thanks, Jordan. Good stuff. Yeah, he's a good kid. Absolute stud of the and They're going to miss him this year. I mean, he was – he, he he wasn't about the, you know, he's a humble kid, but he's a good kid. York's going to miss him this year in the middle. He was a stud.
1: Yeah. I mean, you lose guys like that. Of course you, you're, you're going to, it's going to be tough. So, you know, Florida might not have the, you know, all the rushing lanes in the middle, like he did last year.
2: So full disc- that, that story that I was talking to Joden about, and he's a humble dude. He, you know, he, he wasn't trying to get much credit, but if haven't been for him and Sam Stoner, uh, I would have never gotten that interview with Florida after the York Dallas town game where he gashed them for over 200 yards. It was one of the best performances I saw all season. And I had done an interview with Sam earlier that week. And he goes, "Just so, you know, he, he doesn't like to talk. He's not a talker. Kind of like the Marshawn Lynch for high school football and Joden and Sam, you can hear it on my interview. Like they're just talked to, don't do what you did to the other writers. Don't do to the other writers. And we got a nice interview. So for two young men to do that much kudos to them and, you know, Joden, you know, he had a ton of offers, you know, he was pretty humble about it. And you could tell Towson was after the Edsel thing happened, Towson was his one seed, but nonetheless, you know, the Tigers got a good one.
1: Yeah. Kind of crazy. You know, you know, um, when you think about it, like a lot of kids might've went for the flash, you know, you are not against to Towson, but you talk about more, a uh, coach in the NFL coach at UCLA, um, you know, I heard him on a podcast talk about how he went, got away from coaching for a couple of years, and he always wanted to come back. And you know, UConn seemed like a good fit. So, you know, good for him. You know, getting a little closer to home. Towson, you know, has competed at times in the in the CAA. So, like, you know, they're struggling out. a little bit. Yeah, they've been down. Um, I follow him because our fearless leader, Brandon Way. Um, uh, like, uh, he's a thousand grad. right Right. so uh so and so here here's the 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 connection i'll tell you the connection i have is the guy like why i started following him a little bit was a guy named rob ambrose he was the offensive coordinator at connecticut i'll I'll put i'll dot some t's and i's for you when etzel was at yukon so and etzel came down to recruit a bunch of york high kids etzel is a susquehanna grad did you know that
2: yeah, my father told me that. Yeah, yes and no. I, yeah, but keep going, keep going. It's good. Stuff. Keep going.
1: So, Ambrose knew the area from being in UConn, and, and Edsel came down and recruited this area a lot since he grew up here. Yeah, UConn. he definitely Ambrose, did. Ambrose got the job. So, he's been at 1,000 for, he's been at 1,000 just looked up since 2009. But, like, if you look at his, his last, like, they went to the championship game in 2013, 13 and 3. Uh, they lost in the championship game, but ever since then, four and eight, seven and four, four and seven, five and six, seven and five, seven five, four and seven. So he's 66 and 64 since he's been there. So, you know, decent, like about average, you know, right there or 500. So uh, they got Joden going down there. So if he makes a big impact. And I wish them the best, you know. And so, um, yeah, that, that's awesome. I mean, it's so like, you know, I know they don't play Ohio anymore, uh, but like when I was a kid, there was a, you know, it was such a big deal. We had a local kid, you know, a kid went to my high school make the big 33 ended up going to West Virginia. And, um, uh, it was so exciting. Like I remember watching the big 33 when I was a oh, little yeah, kid. I've, I've
2: been to the board. It's a, it's a great game. And it's the, a great, yeah, it's great. It's yeah, for him to then, make
1: it. That's incredible. Yeah, I know
2: a lot of writers and a lot of people are clamming for that. You go back to Pennsylvania versus Ohio, but Pennsylvania versus Maryland, It's, you know, really good football, too. Joden's exactly right. Pennsylvania high school football is excellent football. I don't care what anybody says.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just um, Ohio is, like, it wasn't working because they have a north-south all-star game. that's pretty big. And then, you know, so that was the problem. That took precedent over the Big 33. So that's why I kind of dropped out.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like, talk about with Joden, you know, because I, I was saying that the War of the Roses was what it was called—Lancaster versus yeah. York. Uh, they stopped doing it, I think, probably close to ten years ago, uh, maybe even longer than that. To be honest with you, um, it was a fun game, but now with the expansions of, of district playoffs, I think that I'm, I'm assuming that's why I had to, they don't do that because there's a lot of teams in districts, and if you're teams in districts, you're not playing in that game. And that was always Lancaster's thing. In the years York would beat him oh well, we didn't get the man on central kids because they were in districts or something like that. that was always some reason but it was a fun game and both sides really got into it I wish there was something they could do like play it later in the years I mean you'll, you'll see a big contingent of York fans and a big contingent of Lancaster fans throughout the county.
1: Yeah the problem is um, is you know like it's so hard at the end of the year because those kids are moved on to spring sports or they've done different things. So it, it can be really hard to, to to do it, you know? Yeah, I
2: don't, I don't see foresee it for coming back. It was fun, though, just watching I bet. Know, fans, fans all around come get into that game.
1: Yeah, you're right. So um, I get a funny story. So um, when I was my first year coach at McCaskey, we played State College at State College and you know, and they were in middle of construction. So it's in this bowl, this lower bowl. It's like an old school. They kind of Looks like they dug it out, and they have a stadium there, CJ.
2: Yeah.
1: So they didn't have a press box because they were remodeling it. So I had to go in one of those bucket trucks, you know, those buckets that go up the eh, electricians use. Okay. And I had to go up that because I was in the booth, and I was up with this guy named Barry Hall Hawkins. Have you ever heard of Barry Hawkins? Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. He but helped they, out at Penn Manor for a little bit too, didn't yeah, he? And he coached. He was our DC that year. I think he and coached my
2: youngest brother for a little bit at Penn. Yeah, Manor.
1: he's coached at millisville He's coached at Penn Manor. He's coached at Coatesville yeah he was our our d-line dc so he goes up in the booth so we're on this bucket truck and he's a big dude and we're going up and and i'm like oh my god and it's shaking like this and i'm like oh my god i had to watch the first half of the second half up in this dang booth
2: so you almost got like a brian kelly treatment
1: (laughs) We're we're both yeah right we're both up there and it's like windy and it's shaking and then we're both like Kind of like antsy because we had a brains beat in like 35-7. I think we ended up losing or 42-7, like, something like that. And it was like shaking, shaking, and it was like it was not a great experience. Anyways, it was another funny story I tell you. I came down off the bucket. we were losing 28-nothing at the half, I think, something like that. And this fan stops me and he looks at me and he goes, You ever guys think about calling a screen pass? I think it would work. <laughs> and I'm like, Body. It's Twenty-eight. nothing, you want to call
2: us a free pass, throw them off a little bit. You know they were probably blitzing down your throat. It's not a bad suggestion. <laughs> it's
1: just like <laughs> that's oh funny. But yeah, that is but, funny. You know, but but they redid it now, um, and they I heard it's beautiful up there facility. So they redid the whole thing. They were in the middle of construction. Real um,
2: quick, I wanted to get because uh, I know we're running up on time here. I, I did cover the Millersville Black and Gold game. Yeah, tell us about that. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of a last minute. To, decision on my end my children were away for the weekend so uh, I covered the game uh had a lot of fun coach Morgan uh Millersville's head coach get did an interview with us with one of our interns earlier in the year he's a great guy really really uh, great hospitality um and you know I got to talk with a couple of local guys Owen Sensidig from Manheim Central and Rob and obviously Robert Footman um they can't wait to get there I mean and then and, and I talked to coach Morgan you know if it's a, these these uh, spring games, as you can see, they're ch- some are changing up a little bit. It's not straight like offense versus defense or ones versus twos. They're doing like Miller's wheels was unique. They were doing uh, uh, red zone um, opportunities, goal line stands, two minute drills. Um, so, and they weren't really keeping score, so that's why I didn't really write it on my recap. Um, but you know, I talked with Coach Morgan. He was great and. You know he he thinks they're on the cusp of finally breaking through. It's been about twenty years since they had a winning record. I don't know if you knew that. It's, it's
1: yeah, I knew it was bad down years.
2: It's it's like twenty years, um, and it's f- at least four, maybe five coaches they've gone through since Gene Carpenter retired, God rest his soul. Uh, but they got a lot of talent coming back. Uh, but he, I asked him specifically about Owen and Robert, and you know Owen was a guy who you know was an all league wide receiver for Manheim Central. I saw him return a kickoff against uh Kokalico that helped them give them a section two title uh you know he was he, he was a special talent that had a lot of, i mean i talked to him he had a lot of looks around the peace act, um and he just felt at home it's right in his backyard and you know coach morgan you know he put it he put the quote out there saying you know he's one of these guys that kind of you know one of these recruits you know he's a little undersized but he gets lost in the shuffle we're happy to have him they, they they're really excited about owen um and then he specifically pointed out he goes and we're really happy we got rob on board talking about footman he's i mean i'm not sure if his buddies call him rob um but him calling him rob means okay you know because Millersville has a couple
1: quarterbacks coming back he's probably your buddy so you can call him rob (laughs)
2: there you go there you go he was um but you know talking with with robert there you know he you know he he made it pretty clear it was when he was on our podcast it was either them possibly muhlenberg um a few other schools, but Millersville, they were on him, you know, all season and what really sealed the deal for them was that playoff game where, you know, they lost, unfortunately, but he put up ridiculous numbers. He put up ridiculous numbers all season. So they're really excited to have him. I don't know if he'll compete right away. I'd like to say yes, but they're leading. Their are all time leading passer. Uh, who threw a couple touchdowns in the game. Uh, Jack staggered. I believe I'm pronouncing his name right is our uh, returning this year. Um, they got a lot of guys coming back. Um, so Millersville might have a chance to break even this year. I'm pulling for them.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's great to, that's great to see in, in, in here. So I'm excited about that. Um, I hope, uh, you know, love to see them at least get back to 500, get, to get back to competing. All right, so let's, let's do let's end with this. Um, big announcement. We're going to be – CJ and I will be at the Tri-County Hello. All-Star yes, Game. Yes, we up? are. And we're going to be also be broadcasting it, and then it's going to be put on – lctv it's a partnership 717 sports on we later broadcast monday or tuesday the following week so it's going to be our little dress rehearsal you know um trying to maybe possibly do this full time in the fall so we're both excited about that he's gonna be the play-by-play guy i'm gonna be the you know the the color commentator breaking it down so yeah um, what do you got to say about it cj go ahead well i'm 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 thrilled for the opportunity i
2: uh, i used to call games back in college um Football and ba- mainly basketball uh, and baseball.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to do it. It's the first time in a while. Um, and I'm gonna, you know, have a ton. I'm still gonna do write ups um, for every every game I do, but I'm really looking forward to it. And like you said, it's a dress rehearsal. Um, but come fall, we're you know, it's not. I mean, last year it was just you and I really right, and Logan he came on later in the year. Um, but next year we're going to, we should have a, a good, good staff of writers. We have a, a new intern, uh, Stephen, Stephen McCloskey. Uh, he that's it. Yeah. He, he, uh, he just came on board for Millersville. He has a great article out um, on the 717 site. Um, he's going to be on board covering football games. Colin Richardson's going to be covering mainly Hempfield games, but he did a nice job for us. He'll be back come summer when he's playing for Hempfield baseball right now. We're, working on a few more writers. So we're going to have a lot of coverage.
1: Yep. Yeah, that sounds great. We're going to really expand our coverage and, and go from there. So, all right, guys, well, thank you so much. Um, we're going to try to get guests and come back next week. And then a couple of weeks down the road, we're going to try to get Jeff Nadeau to come back. We'll get back at the studio. I want to get into that. It'd be round seven. We'll get in some sports talk, some gambling talk and also some talk about shows as well. So thank you so much for listening. Check it out. Uh, CJ, any parting shots?
2: No, thank you all so much for the support. We love her. Um, athletes and athletes tagging us on twitter we'll be happy to retweet you or put out your highlights there or anything we could do to help and if you're looking to write we got opportunities here we, we're happy with writers we have but we're, we're you know as our fearless leader will say we're more than willing to expand so please give us a follow
1: all right well thank you so much for listening and check us out and we'll see you next time around seven seven